Welcome to News Kids. I'm Rose. And I'm Zara. And together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. This week we're talking about Japan's Cherry Blossom Festival, super fast aeroplane engines, the first ever photo of a black hole, proposed new rules for online safety, the new Brexit deadline and the Oxford-Cambridge boat race. Sarah and I also discuss air quality and London's new pollution charge. Lots of stories this week. I hope you enjoy this episode. This week was an exciting week for space science. Astronomers have been able to take their first ever photo of a black hole. A black hole is a region of space from which nothing, not even light, can escape. The black hole photographed is in a faraway galaxy about 55 million light years away and is absolutely huge. It measured 40 billion kilometres across, which is more than 3 million times the size of the Earth. It is more than 500 million trillion kilometres away in space. It sounds really, really far. The photo shows a bright circle of fire surrounding a dark hole. Photographing it was very tricky. The picture was taken over five days of observations in April 2017 using eight telescopes around the world by a collaboration known as Event Horizon Telescope led by a computer scientist called Katie Bowman. The team used eight very powerful telescopes around the world to capture the photograph. It means scientists are a lot further forward in understanding what's going on in deep space. So it is a very exciting step forward. Hello, this is Zara. This week it was the Cherry Blossom Festival in Japan. People from all over the country celebrate the blooming of the flowers by eating special blossom-themed food, throwing big picnics which are called hanami, and visiting the parks. Lots of food and drink companies make special themed products using the shape, colour or flavour of cherry blossom. People from all over the world also enjoy visiting Japan during this season to celebrate spring and take pictures with the blossom. The flowers that grow on cherry blossom trees are called sakura in Japanese. The flowers bloom once a year. Sakura season marks the beginning of spring in Japan. The best time to view the flowers is around March to April. However, Sakura only bloom for a very short period of time, about a week, before wilting, so it is really important to follow weather reports carefully to find out exactly when the flowers are in bloom before they disappear. Blossom viewing started in ancient Japan. The Japanese emperor, Emperor Saga, and the imperial court started throwing picnics and flower viewing parties called Hanami between 794 and 1185. From there, the popularity peaked and it peaked and it became a tradition celebrated every year. I would love to go to Japan during Sakura season. 
Here's Isabella talking about scientific progress towards developing a very fast player engine. Engineers building a brand new super fast engine have been celebrating some exciting progress this week. The engine is called Sabre and it works partly like a jet and partly like a rocket. A British company called Reaction Engine Limited is building it. When planes or rockets fly really fast, the air around them gets really hot and the engine can melt. So engineers have created something called a pre-cooler, which cools down the engine. How does a pre-cooler work? The pre-cooler sits in front of the engine and is made up of lots of tiny cubes of a chilled gas called helium. This takes very hot air and cools it down extremely fast. This week, they tested the pre-cooler by pretending the engine was flying at more than three times the speed of sound. That's over 2,000 miles per hour. The air around it got super hot. The pre-cooler worked really well in the tests, so now the engineers can move on to the next bit of work. You might have seen helium used in other ways. Did you know that helium is used in party balloons to make them float up into the air? It also makes your voice go squeaky if you breathe a little bit in, but don't try that at home without an adult permission. What might a Sabre engine be used for? This super fast engine could help flight people quicker around the world and also to orbit the Earth like a space rocket. What difference would this make to air travel? Well, if someone got on a plane today and flew halfway around the world from London in the UK to Sydney, in Australia, it would take roughly 24 hours to get there. With the Sabre engine, it would take about four hours to do the same journey. Now that's what I call super fast. This week, I'm talking about air pollution in London and what people are trying to do about it. On Monday, London introduced a new pollution charge, which means that people who drive older cars that may pollute the air have to pay £12.50 each day that they want to drive in London. This fee is on top of the current congestion charge designed to reduce traffic in central London. The charge is called ULES. The R and ULES stands from ultra, low, below, air for emission, zuffer zone, and was introduced because London's mayor, Sadiq Khan, said it's important we make progress in trying to reduce the amount of air pollution in London, which can often reach unhealthy levels. He said London's air quality was a public health emergency, that the poorest Londoners suffer the worst quality air. It is expected that ULES will reduce 
toxic emissions from cars and vehicles by around 45% over two years. However, small businesses in London are worried about the expensive cost of having to pay to drive in the city. The Cont Zone covers the centre of London, including the City of Westminster and City of London. But in October 2021, the zone will be extended to cover the whole area between the north and south circular roads. So how do cars pollute the air? And how does this affect people? Car engines produce a lot of harmful gases, including carbon monoxide and carbon dioxide, and also nitrogen oxide. Although we can't see these gases, they are released into the air and act like a poison. This causes air pollution, which can make people sick, particularly older people and younger children. They can make it difficult to breathe and cause diseases such as lung cancer and heart disease. According to the World Health Organization, 2.4 million people die each year from air pollution. Air pollution can be especially dangerous to children living in big cities with bad smog. In London, a group of 300 school children have been taking part in an experiment to help scientists to understand how air pollution affects our bodies. For the project, each child wore a special backpack built by Dyson containing air monitoring equipment to measure the amount of chemicals in the air. Scientists want to understand whether children who are exposed to bad air quality early on in their lives will have health problems as they grow older. What do you think, Zara? Is a new pollution charge for London a good idea? I think the pollution charge is a good idea because there are lots of vehicles in London and if they make them more expensive, people will stop using them. If people stop using them, then there'd be less pollution. And if there's less pollution, there'd be less harmful for the planet and the people who live on it. And, and I think that anything that helps to make the planet a good place to live in is a good idea. What do you think, Rose? I think it's a very good idea because it will stop the air polluting and maybe it will change the way like 2.4 million people die each year and maybe reduce it. I think we can help reduce it by using our cars less and bicycling more. Maybe we could do more walking or we could spend less time in the car. Or maybe new cars but not petrol cars. Like cars that don't make gases that might be invented in the future. Like electric cars. Why don't more people drive electric cars? I think not that many people drive electric cars because now they are expensive to get. Maybe in the future they'll be more popular and more people will get them because they're lower price. Do you think electric cars are a good idea, Zara? I think that electric cars are a good idea because instead of using petrol or diesel to power up a car, you can use electricity to power up a car. And if you're using a normal car, you would not be using renewable energy whereas if you're using an electric car you would be using renewable energy so if you're not using petrol or diesel then it is making the planet a better place 
And the only thing that I get worried about when I'm in an electric car is if there are enough charging points. Because there are lots of petrol pumps, but I would hate it if there was no charging point that we could get to and the car would just switch off. Here's Nasaba talking about new plans from the UK government to tackle online bad behaviour, such as cyberbullying and fake news. Certain websites and apps that do not protect their users from online harms may be fined and blocked under new proposals by the UK government. The Department of Digital, Culture, Media and Sport, also known as DCMS, has proposed an independent team of people that will write a code of practice for tech companies. The Online Harms White Paper is a joint proposal from DCMS and Home Office. They would like to set up an independent team that can write a code of practice for social networks and internet companies, such as Facebook, Twitter and Google. The rules will also apply to Snapchat and cloud storage services. This team, or regulator, will have the power to find companies that break the rules. They will also find company executives and block sites that break the rules. Some suggestions that should be included in the code of best practice are Number one, social networks should employ facts checkers to stop fake news from spreading. Number two, social media companies should produce annual reports that reveal how much harmful content was found on their platforms. The new rules for the internet should protect society from harm, whilst also supporting innovation, the digital economy and freedom of speech. And this, I believe, is going to be the biggest challenge for the UK government. Many believe that the white paper is long overdue and an important step towards making the internet a safer place for everyone. Thank you for listening. for this week. As you all know from our previous podcasts, the UK was meant to leave the EU at the end of March. The EU leaders gave the UK an extension so that it would leave the EU on the 12th of April. However, members of Parliament could not agree on how that should happen. This week, a member of Parliament from the Labour Party brought a bill which aimed to force the Prime Minister to request a Brexit extension rather than leaving the EU without a deal on the 12th of April. The bill was passed by Parliament and the UK Prime Minister, Theresa May, had to ask the EU leaders for another extension. She asked for the leaving date to be postponed until the end of June and said that if the UK Parliament voted for a deal, which they had previously voted against, then the UK could still leave the EU before that date. However, the final decision was for the EU, not the UK government, and the leaders of all the 27 EU countries had to agree to decide whether or not to grant the UK an extension. On 10th of April, the EU leaders had a meeting and agreed to a flexible extension of Brexit until 31st of October at the latest. Mrs May said that although the extension is until the 31st of October, if Parliament votes in favour of her deal, then the UK could leave before that date. 
At the moment, talks are continuing between the government and the Labour Party to see if they can work together and come up with an agreed way forward. It looks like we will be keeping you up to date on Brexit for a little while longer. Here's James talking about the famous boat race that happens each year between the universities of Oxford and Cambridge. The 165th University boat race between Oxford and Cambridge took place this week on the River Thames in London. This is an annual event which took first place in 1829 in Henley on the Thames following a challenge between old school friends. Since the second race in 1836, the contest has taken place in London. The first woman's boat race took place in 1927 and moved to the same stretch of the river as the men's in 2015. The course is known as the Championship Course and is just over four miles long between Putney and Wadley. The record time ever set is 16 minutes and 19 seconds. That's a lot of hard rowing. It was a clean sweep for Cambridge this year, with the Lightspurs, as they are nicknamed, winning both the men's and women's races. The men's reserve crew from Cambridge Goldie also beat Isis, the dark blue reserve crew from Oxford. The men's race was won by only two seconds. It was an exciting race, watched by thousands of people who came to line the banks of the river even though it was a grey and drizzly day. This year's great event set the record for having the oldest man ever to compete in the race. Double Olympic champion James Cracknell is 46 years old and raised for Cambridge. He competed in the Sydney 2000 and Athena's 2004 Olympic, less than half the distance of the bonus. He said after winning it was a humdinger or the way. It maybe wasn't a 10 out of 10 performance, but it was pretty much 8 or 9. This is James reporting from London for Kids. That's all for this week. I really hope you enjoyed our show. Let me know what you think about our news stories. Goodbye from the News Kids.